sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Don't you now? Today is Monday, January 10th, 2022. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz. It's a daily journal, a daily personal journal that I do. I haven't done it. I've only done it a couple of times in a few months, but we're roaring back in 2022, four times a week. It's a little bit more exclusive, but hey, there are trade-offs, right? And it all happens right here on This Joe Batanz, right here thought media like I said at the top of the show my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of the eponymous show this Joe Batanz, the show where I talk about what goes on in my life day to day, what's on my mind, what's going on, what's the tea, what's happening, what's up, what's down. What are your pits and your picks? Pizza. What are my peaks and pits of the week? If you know, you know. Hey, everyone. Well, it's good to be back. I've actually, what's funny is I've been looking forward to uh, doing this Joe Batanz. It, 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 I wanted, I, I was under the assumption that my hiatus la- uh, ended a week ago. So a week ago, Monday, January 3rd, I woke up thinking, oh, got to do this Joe Batanz. Um, and then I was like, oh, shit. I, looked, I have a schedule. Believe it, or not, believe it or not, there's order to this chaos. And there's a master schedule. And I saw on the master schedule that didn't start till today. And now you would now usually, usually I'd be like, fuck it. They're going to get an extra week, right? But I knew I had to make this announcement about how I was taking this Joe Batanz away from the executive tier and putting it in an exclusive tier. And I was like, oh, that'd be kind of dicky to do, <laughs> to give them four days and then uh, take it away from them. Even though I've inadvertently done that because I forgot that it is now an exclusive uh, tier show, and I'm accidentally uh, doing it live right now on the executive tier. But let's think about it as a commercial, as a teaser, if you will, a freemium version of the show, where you, if you're listening live on uh, Discord right now in your executive tier, you get a, a version of what you're going to be missing four times a week around this same time. So around, I, I think when we ended it, I was doing like four times a week around the same time. We also did the new thing where there's no... 20 minute, um, uh, there's no 20 minute timer or anything like that. It's just the show's over when the show's over. Sometimes that's 10 minutes, sometimes that's 30. If, and, and anyone who was there knows it was usually 30 to 40 minutes. I was, it was like super long shows. It was rare that it was less than 20 minutes. Anyway, hi, everybody. Um, I have stuff to talk about, but strangely, not a lot going on here. At the Afterthought Media headquarters, uh, Joe Batanz. Um, it's been a pretty calm, by design, uh, uh, hiatus. And also with this Omicron, I've been very, uh, judicious about when I, where I go in public. Uh, I'll tell you what I've done today so far. I woke up, I did my, I only do the Monday, Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday crossword puzzles of the New York Times. I can't, Wednesday's already pushing it. 
Uh, I can only really do Monday and Tuesday confidently. Wednesday is a hit and miss. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. Thursday through Sunday, fuck it. I can't, I can't do those things at all. I don't understand it. But you know, to go to the crossword puzzle thing, it's a skill I've been working on. Before, it used to take me like 25 minutes to do a Monday. Now it takes me about 10, right? So, uh, yeah, improvements. I think Tuesdays now are like around 15, 12 to 15. But, Wednesday, man. That's, that's, I'm, when I started, I was where I was now with Wednesdays. Wait, does that make sense? Where I am now on Wednesdays is where I was on Mondays when I started. There we go. So I did that. Um, did that in the morning, read the news. Um, you know what's so funny? I want to talk about the news a little bit in that it's gotten so depressing. That it's leaking into, like, I, I had already set up, like, little safety nets, you know? And it's gotten so depressing, I have to redo my safety net. So, for instance, I have my Joe Batance Twitter account, which is just, I follow news, I follow people, blah, 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 blah. And I've been looking at that less and less because it's just so much anger and so much depression, okay? And so then what I started to do was I have a Drag Race Recap Twitter. Now, usually I wouldn't go there at all because I don't give a shit what fucking uh, Mercedes Yvonne Diamond thinks about anything. But over the years, I had just started when I would see a porn account that I liked, I would follow it on Drag Race Recap. Okay? And so I started going to the Drag Race Recap one more to look at just, I just, I just want to look at porn. And not even to masturbate, just it's something to look at visually. But then it's not news. You know, it's a way to tune out. But now even on the Drag Race recap one, uh, filtered in among the porn is just more depressing, depressing anger. So now I think I have to make a Twitter account just for porn. We'll see how long that lasts before the porn stars start talking about, you know, how they don't believe in vaccinations and shit like that. So, uh... Yeah. Well, Jordan Darling says in the chat room, someone he went to high school with has a porn account. A, uh, posted in the, in the, in the chat room. Two, Bianca, I know that, here's what's so funny. Do you know where I get most of my porn follows? Like where I follow, where I find people to follow? Detox likes herself to twinks. So, and so does Bianca. So if you look at who Bianca and Detox follow, if you're a twink lover, they are good people to look at who they follow. So I'm assuming Jordan Darling's friend is kind of twinky or or like twunk. Anyway, so I was looking at Twitter, but um, but I, it, even then I was like, okay, I have to make a new Twitter account that only follows porn. <clears throat> so there's that. Then, um. I had, okay, so there's a lot, okay, oh my god, this goes to all these stories I have, okay. See, this is how distributance works, it reminds me of stories. So today, I had to go to the post office and message, I mean, and message, and send a package. I was sending a message, a package to the guy who had the Spotify, uh, sound up program that I'm part of, his name's Fernando. And I had asked him a month ago or so, what's your, mailing address i want to send you something small i know what it is actually so and he sent it to me and so i actually finally sent it today and here's what it is so 
you, as some of you know, I imagine people who listen to this job of Tant are pretty hardcore afterthought people. But uh, either way, I will tell you that uh, I, for Spotify, I am developing a show called Evergreen. It's a show idea I've had for years. But it's about the stories and everything involved with um, a cemetery in Boyle Heights, which is in Los Angeles, uh, called Evergreen Cemetery. It's the oldest public cemetery in Los Angeles. And there are notable people there, and I'm going to be telling their stories along with the story of people who aren't so notable. And... um, it, it, and I'm developing and working on it. It's actually a very serious podcast and and whatnot. Well, right at right after Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving or around then, I uh, got a. I was reading my gay news, and there was a story in there in my news files about um, an artist who found a, a little mummy. In Evergreen Cemetery when he was just walking around. So I read that story and he had a TikTok and it went viral. This TikTok went viral of him walking around Evergreen Cemetery and uh, finding this, I don't know if we call it a mummy, something, right? Uh, uh, a mummified something. And if you want to see the TikTok, his name is underscore tar pit. Okay, that's the name of the artist. So I look at it, I go, that's interesting. It's weird that this happens at Evergreen Cemetery, you know, and um, so this would be great because we have to. So on February 1st, we have to turn in what they're calling a sound portfolio, which is a five minute sample of what the show will sound like. So like just like it could be a five minute uh, segment cut out. It could be whatever you want to be just five minutes of what you think is an example of your show. So I was like, oh, this would be perfect. This is a perfect little five-minute story to tell. So I reached, I did some digging, and I reached out to him on social media and got a hold of him, and I interviewed him. I have the interview and everything, and uh, become friendly with him. And I'm going to tell you a story about that right now in a second. But one of the things I learned is that the reason he was there, he might even say this in the TikTok, but I got it more in detail in the interview, was that he goes to, he lives by Evergreen Cemetery, and um, he goes to Evergreen Cemetery to walk his dog, but also he sort of scouts the place because, according to him, Evergreen uh, has amazing clay that comes up from the ground. That Evergreen originally was over a creek or something, and the mud and the the the, the wet dirt from hundreds of years ago has risen to the top, and it comes up and 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 he collects it. And he makes art out of it. So, uh, believe, so what I'm all, that's fucking amazing. So I've actually bought a piece for myself that's going to be done in a couple months, but he already had, uh, a little inkwell. It's tiny made a hundred percent out of the clay that he, you know, scavenged at, uh, Evergreen Cemetery. So what I did was I bought Fernando this little clay inkwell made out of the clay at Evergreen Cemetery. And, uh, the artist gave a little like note and wrapped it up and, and I bailed it. I just finally picked it up over the weekend. And, um, and I'm going to tell you that story in a second because it's going to come from the tea tomorrow. But you know, as you guys know, you guys get previews of stories. So, uh, I give him, so I packaged up the tea and I wrote this like note and it's so fucking cheesy, but whatever. 
where the note is essentially like along the lines of, uh, you know, it, I mentioned that, you know, uh, tar pit roams the cemetery and he sees something that people just disregard as useless, but he sees the potential for, for art in it. And that the way we are in the soundup program, that's how Fernando is. He sees our potential, potential. He's chosen us. And this inkwell, which represents the creative possibilities, if you just think about it as an inkwell, uh, is a small token and it's made out of the clay and evergreen, which I think is very cool. So, uh, I packaged that up today. I mailed it off to, uh, um, Fernando, I went to the post office. Thank God, because I'm very afraid of this Omicron. There were only two people at the post office ahead of me. Only one person working, though. And the person who was at the counter was an idiot. She was mailing several packages, right? Which is already slowing everything down. But so the woman at the post office worker takes the first package and she says to the customer, well, you can either send it for $11 or $15. And the woman looks back and goes, yes. And the woman goes, no, no, which is it? Like the $11 one for whatever reason is cheaper for this reason, but the other one's faster. Who knows what for that? And she goes, oh, oh, I want the, I don't know what she chose. Let's say the expensive one. I want the more expensive one. Great. Okay. Package number two. All right. That will be $8 or $12. Yes. I'm like, what the fuck is this bitch? And she goes, no. And then she explains it again. She goes, oh, I want the $12 one. The third time, and I was looking, I'm like, there is no way this is happening again. No way. She goes, you know, like $9 or $13. And she goes, yes. And I go, no, no there's no way you're that stupid. There's no way the general public is that stupid. There It is. The general public is that stupid. So I did that. And then I came back and, oh, so listen to this. So I'm making, so I'm throwing down, for those of you who are new, throwing down, we do a recipe every episode. For this one, we are making a uh, something called mimosa fried chicken. And in the same issue, they have these butter and lard biscuits. I'm going to make that along with it. And so I'm, I put the chicken to marinade. Um, I put the chicken to marinade, but before I did that, I did the zest of the orange. I need to put zest of an orange, a couple oranges, into a bowl. But I could tell I didn't have enough zest. So I had to go to the supermarket when I went to the post office to get more oranges. So I did go back, go to the post office, get the oranges. I come back. The bowl's sitting there. There's there's a a speck of of zest in the bowl. And I go... uh, Where's the zest? I go, what happened? My dad comes in the room and he goes, I go, there was orange zest. And he said, what is that? I go, I it, he threw it away. He threw the orange zest away. He don't, I thought it was trash. And I go, in a bowl? Yeah. Luckily, cause pissed. I was like, I gotta go buy more oranges now. Luckily, these oranges were very zesty. So there was more than enough zest from those two oranges. Um, had a nice slow breakfast with the parents, and then uh, here we are. Now, I do have another topic to talk to you about, which is Christian, our, the newest member of Afterthought. And I go, I want to get your thoughts, and I'm glad here that I'm seeing uh, a good representation. No, I'm not, actually. I was completely wrong. There's only two women here. Oh, no, three. Uh, well, AFABs, I'll say. 
I want to get your opinion on this. So Christian turned in his first episode of Bring It to the Runway last night. And it's supposed to come out tonight on Patreon. And it is. It's going to come out tonight. And I wa- I've only listened to the first half hour so far. This is what I've had time to do. And I want to give my opinion. Okay, right here. I can't already tell you what my opinion is. I don't know. It might change in an hour, but I don't see it changing much. I think I've gotten a good sense in the first half hour. So something weird happened. So, you know, it's a, the show is supposed to be Christian and Jess. J-Curves, right? But Jess got really sick. I think coronavirus, but whatever. I'll let them live in their not-coronavirus fantasy. She's really, really sick. They tried doing the episode. Didn't happen. Okay? And so he asked his friend Rob, uh, who he grew up with, another gay Latino, to do the show with him. And I'm going to tell you something. He had told me, oh, Rob was really good. We talked yesterday on the phone. He goes, I can't wait to hear it, but Rob was actually surprisingly really good. And Jess even said, you know, he's really good, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'll be the judge of that. I was still in RuPaul's line. I was like, I'll be the judge of that. So... This morning, as I'm running my errands, I decide to take a listen to this show. And here, I'm now officially, it's going to happen right now. I'm going to give you my opinion. In many ways, the show is amazing. Okay? It is amazing. It is everything. When I dreamed of Bring It to the Runway, when I had Yee Yee and... um. Brett Baxley doing the show, Jimmy Anti. This is what I wanted the show to be. Okay. I wanted to show the show to be what Rob and Christian brought me, uh, this episode. Okay. It is, I mean, I was telling Ada, when they talk about the looks, they talk about the looks in a language that I could never have. They are current, they get it, they bring references, they talk about the look in a very entertaining way. I'm not think I don't think they're really aware of it, but they talk about the look in a very entertaining way where you don't need a visual reference. Uh they have a great chemistry. They're very funny. And um a lot of very positive things. Okay, I'm going to tell you the criticisms in a second. But I will say, when I tell you the criticisms, the criticisms are very fixable. They're not fixable for this episode, and this is sort of where the dilemma is, but they're very fixable criticisms. Okay? Very fixable. So, and I, you know, I, I just so you guys know, you know, FYI, uh, I had a heart-to-heart conversation with Christian last week about where I thought the show was, what I was looking for, and my sort of reservations about Jess. That I like Jess as a person, but I just I just wasn't really feeling her on this type of show. And um, he heard me. He still wanted me to give her a chance. But I think this pairing has convinced him of what I was saying. Okay, so I'm hoping that we get Rob on as the permanent co-host. And he actually had a really good idea. Christian had a really good idea that even Jess suggested this too. So I think this is a good way of politically getting out of the situation as well, is that 
he wants to make Jess the producer of the show, and then she just chimes in occasionally. A producer who comes in on mic here and there when necessary. And I was like, that is a very good idea. That is a very good idea. Now, let me tell you... Um, the so trots away one of his name is Lori's Rob. No, there's a guy named I don't even know if he goes by Rob. I'm calling him Rob. He goes by Robert, right? No, let me tell you about the chemistry. The Robert Robert is such a great counter to uh Christian because he's funny, he has the references, sort of the same I don't want to say vibe, vibe's not the right word. Um they're cut from the same. Oh, I don't know what the right word is here. You'll hear when you you'll know what I mean when you when you hear it. He's very mellow. He's so he's a good counter to Christian. It's not two crazy faggots yelling at each other the whole time. Christian is still Christian, but Rob is getting the joke, telling the jokes, but he's a much more mellow presence. Does that make sense? And so uh, they're they're very they're very good. They complement each other very very well. And what's really funny is how natural Rob is on the mic. It seems like he's been doing it for a long time. That he's never done a podcast. So they have the same sensibilities. Rob is also, which I think Jess has this weakness. Rob is just as knowledgeable knowledgeable about the fashion as Christian is. And so he's bringing his own references. He's just as informed. Um, but again, like you said, he's not a crazy character. And they're, they're very different, but they're very the same. It's a, it's, it's a really amazing magical combination. I, I really hope Rob can do this every week. It's amazing. But let's talk about the criticisms. And there are some criticisms. Uh, Jordan Darling wants to know, <laughs> Jordan Darling is really nailing down my voice. He wrote something that I would say, important question, is he cute? I don't know. That, that's, that's the, what I will say is I don't know. So, uh, I'll see, let me see if he follows him. You know, this, cause Jordan Darling is right. He is bringing, uh, the important questions, um, to this. So let's go to Christian's Instagram. And his name is Robert Matas. So let's see if there's a Robert Matas on Christian's uh well obviously he follows him. Uh let's see here. Christian Robert. But we don't know if we see a Robert Matas. Who's Rob B54? Oh, you know, it could be Robbie 54 because so th- there is a little bit of a description of him uh, on, where they describe him and um, I don't see if he Roberto. No, I don't think so. Is he Robbie boy? No, is that Robbie Boy? Hmm. I must assume it's Robbie 54. If it is, he's very cute. Very, very cute. Um. So I'll ask Christian. I'm going to have a meeting with Christian today. So, um. Anyway, uh. So, um. 
What was I going to say? But you know what's funny? Oh my God, this is so interesting. Okay, so wait, this is the, the plot thickens. The plot thickens, okay? I think I've met Rob before. Okay, I'm going to call my friend. So Rob... So Rob likes... Okay, Rob is also friends with another person I know. And that guy was friends with a gay guy. The guy that I'm talking about is straight. He was friends with a gay guy who I met one time, was super nice, and we hit it off, but it was just whatever. I wonder if that's the same Rob. Oh, my God. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Okay. All right, thank you, Jordan. The cons of robbing Christian. Okay. So. Um... So, here's the thing. There are some broadcasting things. One, early on in the episode, now remember I'm only a half hour in. They're they're swapping memories of their time here, okay? And um they start talking about people like inside stories, right? They're talking like inside baseball stories. Uh, about like, oh, then Lindsay was there and Allie, and I was just like, I don't know who these people are. They never, they don't even say these are our friends. They don't say who they are. And so, uh, Christian and, and Robert have to be more cognizant of that. Okay. Two. This is an important one. I mean, I have to find a way to tell Christian this. There are certain points early on. And if they don't do it again, I might be able to edit it out. Where they tell these stories, and they're great stories, but they're both very enamored with the idea that they're WeHo queens, and that they know WeHo, and WeHo this, and WeHo that. And I have to tell Christian, like, listen, buddy, I I like you. I like you a lot, and I think you're a really good guy. Uh, I don't know if necessarily... I think... There is a generally a negative stigma around WeHo. And I think if you brag about the idea that you're a WeHo queen and that WeHo this and WeHo that and talking about places in WeHo, it's going to turn people off. You can tell the same stories, but you don't have to focus on the fact that it's WeHo this, WeHo that. Get on board with WeHo, you know, because there's a very negative stigma uh, about WeHo. Uh, three, there's a very weird thing that happens that I don't, it's a, it's a, so I was trying to, I was trying to describe it to Aiden. I was trying to describe it to Aiden and I don't really know how to explain it. So Christian is telling a story. Okay. And in this story, I'll tell you the gist of the story. The gist of the story is that he's oblivious to when guys are coming on to him. And he's telling the story from when he was very young. Uh, he got a, I, I don't remember, I can't remember the story now. So for some reason he had to go, either his car got towed or he got a ticket or something. And he went to this office and this man had him sit, had Christian sit on his lap. And Christian didn't think anything of it at the time, but now realizes that was that was what was going on. And when he introduces a story, 
He goes, oh, I went to the office and it was this fat, old, Middle Eastern man. And what's funny, this is where it gets interesting, is... And 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 I think and then Christian says, but no 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 no. But Christian catches himself, and he says, no 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 no. But he was actually very attractive. And then Robert says, Robert says, yeah, dude, like catch yourself or something like that because, um, I'm not gonna get it right. You'll hear it tomorrow. But like, uh, the way you said it. Sounded very negative, that you were using negative words to describe him, right? And then I thought about it and I said, he just said fat, old, and Middle Eastern. <laughs> In and of themselves, those three aren't negative words. If you're looking from an objective sense, you know? So, um, now maybe I'm coming from the fat and old perspective. And, um, but I was like, hmm. And so, and, and that's, but that's what I was trying to tell Aiden. What's funny is that they were saying this in a way that they were correcting themselves. They realized how they sounded. They were fixing the problem, which I appreciated, but they were sort of digging the, the, the hole deeper, you know? And, um, you'll have to hear it. Um, and then, uh, let me see, I told you about that. There were some other things, too. But they're all, like I said, they're all very fixable. Now, the question I have for the ladies, hey, ladies, is, and who do we have left? Is, I think, actually, one of them's gone now. I think we just have Astute and SDC. Yeah. Um, uh, what's her name left? Is... Um, do I have so? So do you feel like I have some sort of misogyny going that I think that Rob is better than Jess, or that I thought Ro- Jess was the weak point? Um, and I've been worried about that. I've been trying to check my misogyny at the door, but it's just like I just feel it's so night and day. Very curious. Travi says he gives a great ladies book. Now, SDC is typing. A Stuker, I think, must be working or something on her Devonshire's and derivatives. So she can't type right now. SDC says she wouldn't see this misogyny. Yeah. That's why I worry about Because sometimes gays can be very, like, misogynistic inadvertently. Charthaway told me to ask Lori, but I, I think I want to ask a woman. So I'll wait till I... Um, Debenshire's Derivatives and Dick, the Jordan Darling story. So funny. Um, all right. Well, that's actually what's going on so far. Uh, tomorrow we'll have an update on, um, what ha- I'm having a phone call with Christian and hopefully Rob about that show. You're going to have heard the show, hopefully. I mean, we're going to do it at the same time tomorrow. So hopefully you'll have heard the show so you can come with opinions tomorrow as well. Comes out tonight. Uh, and uh, we'll have more updates of what happened today. We'll find out how the fried chicken was. We're going to find out a lot. It's all going to happen right here on this Joe Batance, right here on Afterthought Media.